This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal transfer show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you are well this morning as we are, you know, it's less than two weeks now to the end of the window. Officially 13 or so days to go before all of this chaos will be over. And on the 1st of February, we can start. The Arsenal Summer Transfer Show. <laughs> it never stops. It literally never, ever stops. Uh, hello, Chatbox. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying uh, life right now. And uh, yeah, I hope you're having a fantastic time. Let's jump into the chat box and say good morning to people. Morning to Matt. Uh, good morning to Christopher, <laughs> who tried to beat Matt G. I mean, Christopher and Matt are going back and forth. I set up the stream even earlier this morning to see if we get anyone really jumping in early <laughs> on, on the hype this morning. But fair play for Matt G getting in there at the first comment. John T, uh, good morning to you. Good morning to Adam. Good morning to Paul. Good morning to Rich. Stevie, uh, good morning to Jacob. Good morning to Colin. We've got who is scroll down a little bit more. Good morning to Reese, to Kevin. Good morning to Martin. Uh, good morning to Mayonnaise in the chat. We want some Paranise in the chat, is what we want. Uh, good morning to let's have a scroll a little bit more. Vinny joining us as always. Uh, Roberto joining us too. Oh, great name, Roberto. Uh, Guna Boy joining us too. Sakub uh, as well. And uh, I've put a poll into the chat, which you may have seen. Kind of the headline story of the day. Make sure you vote on our poll uh, that is in the chat box, asking you whether or not you think Vlaovic's gestures last night um, was a good buy. We're going to be coming to that story at the end of the news. So you've got plenty of time to vote on it. You've got plenty of time to go and have a look at the videos on Twitter if you need to know what's going on as well. But we will address that when we come to that. As always, make sure that you have subscribed to the Arsenal Way and subscribe here as well if you haven't done so. We hit a 1,000 likes on yesterday's show. Now, I know that John in the chat box said that he felt like he was going to get electrocuted if he didn't like it, which is not my words. Just putting that out there, and I found it pretty darn hilarious that the one time someone in the chat box leaves a genuine concern, <laughs> we hit a 1,000 likes. So, John, I think that's all about you, mate. <laughs> so thanks to you, to be honest. Um, thank you so much uh, for the likes. Really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I look forward uh, to seeing how many likes we get dropped on today's show as well. But do subscribe if you haven't done so already, and thank you, as always, for making this part of your routine. Uh, word of warning, if you hear me sniffing, I've got a little bit of a cold. I can feel it coming on uh, before you ask. Done all the tests so far, negative. Um, but, uh, you know, just get that feeling. You know when you get that feeling? It's, it's coming, but uh, hopefully it'll be fine throughout the video. So apologies if you do hear any little light sniffing. I'll try to mute myself if I feel the absolute need. We kick off by talking about Arsenal's game against Liverpool, which is at the moment still going ahead. However, unfortunately, um, we're in a situation where we just, we just don't know. Uh, we just don't know whether or not the game's going to go ahead at the moment. It's said to be being monitored on a day-by-day basis. We're still two days out from the fixture in the morning, 48 hours. So there won't be a decision made today, uh, which is unfortunate because I'm planning on doing the preview show a little bit later on today, although I was tempted to kind of do it tomorrow. Uh, in fact, I might do it tomorrow. I might do the preview show tomorrow because we just simply don't know whether or not um, <laughs> it's going to go ahead. It's really frustrating, as we all know, but Arsenal in a situation where they have the ability, if they want to request a postponement, they can. I would suspect, and I have a weird feeling that they may 
they may reject a proposal, especially if more players have returned. And Arsenal just sent Pablo Marie online, which we'll talk about in a second. And we've brought back the likes of Miguel Aziz, who has played, I think, in this competition for Portsmouth. I don't think I don't know if that cup ties him, actually. I don't know if that actually does cup tie him or not. But uh, it's a weird scenario when you send someone alone, they play, and then they come back in January. But uh, I'll be interested uh, to talk about this game tomorrow, I think. But it will not be the only show you get today. Uh, I'll be having a chat with Ask Blog, a.k.a. Andrew, uh, about 4 p.m. UK time today. So make sure you've turned those notifications on and uh, we'll be pl covering plenty of that story now our first main news today is the is the confirmation now that Tyrese John Jules has returned to the club it is expected that he will again go out on loan we brought you this story yesterday talking about that the club was in negotiations with Blackpool um not negotiations with Blackpool negotiations more so with the player and about what he wants to do and they have now recalled him it's expected that he'll probably go on loan to a league one club uh, he's been playing for Blackpool in the championship not gone so well so giving him kind of that step down to hopefully then take that step forward. Sometimes you need to take one step back to take two steps forward. That's kind of where we're at. So fingers crossed he gets the right move because he's got a lot of talent. I don't think it'll work out for him at Arsenal, but I desperately hope it works out for him in his career because, you know, he's, by all accounts, he's a great lad and I really hope that he goes forward to have a fantastic career. I just don't think it's probably going to be with Arsenal. Speaking of players leaving that have been with the youth side for a long time, 26-year-old, I think, Dejan Ilyev, goalkeeper, has left now the club permanently. He was on loan, I want to say in Slovakia, I think. I think that deal has also come to an end uh, and he's now a free agent or likely get snapped up by a club. Um, and fingers crossed anyway, what we'll see is we'll see uh, him move somewhere where he can finally get some regular first-team football. Fingers crossed, anyway. But he's a player that has been with us since I think he was like 12. And now, he's, I mean, he's been here for like 14 years, which when you're 26 and you're not getting first-team senior football, you have to feel for the guy. Uh, you really have to feel for the guy. So uh, he hopefully now has kind of got that release from Arsenal and he can get some first-team football elsewhere. But Dejan Ilyev has left the club Finally, um, moving on to Pablo Marie, who was expected to complete his move to Udinese today on loan. No option, no obligation clauses in this contract. Straight loan until the end of the season. The club are expecting not to bring in any kind of replacement. The only way that this would change is if Callum Chambers would leave. The club are open to selling or letting Callum Chambers leave. But at the moment, there have been no kind of forthcoming proposals. That's according to James Benj uh, of CBS Sports. So at this point in time, we're in a situation where Arsenal aren't expected to strengthen the defence, but they have weakened themselves by allowing Pablo Marie to join Udinese on loan. Moving forward then to another interesting story. And according to Italian media, Lacazette turned down a three and a half year contract from Newcastle. They said they were willing to play eight million a year for the French striker to join this month and then go through all the way to 2025. The Frenchman has supposedly turned down that contract because he was concerned about getting relegated with uh, Newcastle. I have a lot of concerns about the um, about how real it is. It's interesting, but uh, you know, it's. I always say when you see reports from say one country about a player who's from another country who's playing for a league in another country, whose links are from a team in either that same country or somewhere else, there's always an element of take it with a pinch of salt because ten, what tends to happen is that the if you've got a player who's from that country or playing in that league or you know has a club in that league or whatever or the interest is coming from a club in another league if the outlet report in the story is you know nothing to do with any of those specific nations the less likely it is because the contacts are not going to be as strong and the you know the connections are not going to be as strong it's not to say that it cannot physically possibly be true but I would just say take it with a pinch of salt. And we've seen it a number of times. Reese, yeah, what? Well, I, I probably didn't explain that the best. Let me explain it one more time. Let's use an example. In this case, we've got an Italian, Italian outlet reporting on a French player playing in an English league linked to a club that's another English club. The Italian outlet is going to have to have sources that cross borders into other nations and whatever. And I know that's very possible, but it's interesting that it's only coming from an Italian source about a French player in an English league from another club in the same English league. It it kind of builds up too many barriers for there to be lots of legitimacy to this claim. I hope that makes a bit more sense, <laughs> but uh, it does in my head, but it may not when I'm talking about it, but I hope it does. Anyway, moving on to the possible ins that we might find during this window. Artur Mello, Juventus midfielder, has been linked with the club for some time. Back and forth reports about whether or not he's going to leave or not. Um, 
interestingly, it's one that has yesterday seen the complete parallel, complete ends of the spectrum is the words I want to use uh, of reporting. Some reports saying that Juventus are absolutely going to keep him. And then other reports saying that he is absolutely still going to make this move to Arsenal. It is impossible to know what is going to happen with Artemelo at this stage because there are so many conflicting reports around the player that we just don't know. There was a crazy story claiming that Juventus turned down the opportunity of a swap deal with Thomas Partey. I mean, I've never read so much kind of crazy talk in my life. Arsenal have no interest in selling Thomas Partey. They would have had no interest in swapping Thomas Partey for Arta whatsoever. Now, the most likely story comes from Bruno Guimaraes, who, as you can see from this picture, is clearly saying goodbye to Leon. Hint, hint. I'm only kidding. Um, but what is interesting about this story is that Juventus are very interested in Bruno Guimaraes, as Arsenal are as well, and are said, according to uh, Get Football uh, and all of their outlets, kind of sources, Get French Football News, Get Italian Football News, their sources claim that Juventus are and have open talks with Leon to try and get a deal done for the player. Um, it's frustrating because I feel like it's a deal that Arsenal could get done and he would be an excellent player for us. However, if our, if Juventus are successful in getting Bruno Guimaraes, then it does mean that Artur would be enabled to leave Juventus for Arsenal on loan. Uh, Arsenal don't seem to have too much of, you know, they don't seem to have too much of a an interest, if you will, in bringing in the player on a permanent contract. It only seems like it's going to be... Um, a loan deal and I understand that but why Juventus would let a player leave of the calibre of Arta just on a straight line when they kind of need him you can understand why that would only be going for uh, a permanent deal uh, who is cheaper says Mo Art I mean I'd expect Arta to be cheaper he cost a significant amount of money went for he went from Barca to Juve but that was a very specific circumstance with the swap deal with Pjanic and you know some of the things that went on behind the scenes with that one but we'll have to wait and see what indeed does happen. Um, Daniel Tige, uh, I have no idea what your um, your super chat is. Um, I'm not even going to read it out. Uh, apologies. Uh, I don't see it as relevant. Um, it's very strange. I don't know what it is. But feel free to leave a context comment without a super chat. And maybe I'll be able to read it out. But I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea what you're on about at all. So sorry, mate. Um, in regards to this being the main story of the day, uh, Dusan Vlahovic uh, is certainly a player that I, you know, have covered every single day, it feels like, every single day um, for the last what day is it 18th of january you must have talked about it for the last at least 30 days um yesterday fiorentina played and beat genoa uh 4-0 vlaovic missed the penalty and after he missed the penalty uh he came out after the, or obviously after he missed the penalty he apologized to the fans by doing that symbol he then came out after half time and raised his hands in the same manner again he then scored and then did the same thing again uh <laughs> I don't, I, I really am confused. Uh, it, when it, and I saw it at the time without any context. And by the way, when I first saw the video pop up on my Twitter feed, I had no idea what the context was. I had no idea what he was doing. It did look like a goodbye. <laughs> it very much looks like a goodbye. And I mean, I've asked the chat box today. I've left a poll into the chat box to see what you guys are saying. 384 of you have voted on this. 55% of you think it's, it is showing a goodbye. 45% of you feel like it's not showing a goodbye. I am quite torn about this. But what I would say is that it is of my opinion anyway, that this is probably, maybe, almost definitely just an apology. <laughs> That's where I'm kind of sitting um, on this one is, it is just an apology. Um, I don't think it's him saying goodbye. I would love it, love it. I'd love it <laughs> if it was a goodbye. I just don't think that it is. I think that he is apologising. Upon a whole evening of reflection, I've slept on it. It is odd. It's really strange. I think it's just an apology. I know we want to make a lot more out of it than it is. I'm 
so glad that I've got a day off work today because I really don't think I would have wanted to <laughs> write a story about this. But, um, but it is of my opinion that this is an apology for the penalty. And as Cyrus points out, it was a failed Penenka, which is obviously one of the worst things that you can do when taking a penalty. And it it looks as very much like a thing. And then what was also interesting was there's another video that came out where he got when he start, I think it's when he substituted, goes up to his manager and gives him a proper hug and a thank you. And it looks strange even more. Uh, it adds even more mystery to this. But the, the reality is that a report from DiMarzio came out yesterday basically saying that despite a bid being made and despite there being reports that there wouldn't be an issue between Fiorentina and Arsenal, his reports were that this is just not a deal that's you know, that's going to happen. Um, that, that Arsenal and Vlaovic, there's been no meaningful kind of bid, no meaningful offer that's got the two clubs to agree. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that's necessarily true. It doesn't mean that that is fact. It doesn't mean that he is definitely not coming. But Demazio is very well connected. But there has also been a number of times where he has reported very negatively about Arsenal in the context of Vlaovic, despite there being very different reports coming from other very well-trusted sources. It's one where I will continue to give you all the information that we get, all the information that we see. I will continue to tell you about it, but it is not a story where I can categorically say it's going to happen, it's not going to happen, because it is genuinely one of the most frustrating, back-and-forth, ridiculous stories that we've ever had to cover in like the three years that we've been doing these types of shows. There's no way of knowing. And we are just going to have to continue updating ourselves, continue following this thread, and continue crying into our pillows every night, praying that Dusan Vlaovic is coming to Arsenal. Because at the moment, it is genuinely... There's no, there's no indication that it's definitely happening, and there's not many indications that it's definitely not happening. Um, but this was very strange. It was very strange. I can't say anything other than it was really odd seeing someone do this. But there is the context of the missed penalty and there is the context that he wanted to apologise for that. If he did this, if he hadn't scored in the game, like if he maybe had scored a couple of goals in the game, hadn't missed the penalty and at the end of the game did this, then I think there'd be more credit to saying that he's saying goodbye. And it is their last home game before the end of the month and before the close of the January. You know, they've got an away game, I think, against Cagliari um, before the end of the month. But it's... Very strange. I mean, if you haven't voted on our poll, uh, please do. 440 of you have now voted. 54% of you uh, are saying yes. 46% of you, uh, or 45 and 46, is changing all the time, is saying no. So there you go. We'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, that's interesting. Just while I was on YouTube, it's popped up saying Vinny, uh, who has been a member for 19 months today. So, uh, Vinny, congratulations on your 19-month TGT Ambassador anniversary. So thank you so much uh, for becoming a member for 19 months. That's awesome, mate. Um, let's scroll back up. I feel bad that I didn't read out this super chat when it was uh, very much about uh, Kimi Raikkonen. Is it the drink? Is it on now, Kimi? You will not have the drink. Is it or not? You mean the slow button? No, my drinking. It is, is it emptying the bottle or not? No, Kimi, you will not have the drink. I, oh, I remember this. I actually remember watching the highlights of the F1 race where this came through. And I'm assuming you're taking the mick completely out of my explanation of trying to see why or why not um, <laughs> the Lacazette legitimacy story. And now I get the context. So apologies I didn't read out in the first place. I've always got to be careful with these super chats sometimes. But yeah, I understand the context of your super chat now, Dan. So thank you for that. <laughs> Ridiculous. And thank you, Siddy, as well, for the small donation too. That's really kind of you, mate, as per. Right, let's go into the chat box for your questions. I know that's what you want to see. I know that's what you want to see answered. So let's go into the chat box. Let's get as many questions as we can answered. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's see what we've got in the chat box today. This is your opportunity to ask us questions about Arsenal, about the transfer window, about the players that could be staying, could be going. Let's see. Adam Bradford says, Tom, do you think the reluctance to go for Bruno is a sign the club really sees Tielemans in the long term? And to be honest, Adam, I think this is a really, really good point. The likelihood is that Arsenal can only heavily invest in one midfielder, Arsenal like Tielemans. Arteta admires Tielemans. You heard that here first on the Guna Talk from Ben Jacobs before there was any reports anywhere else. 
in the interview we did with Ben Jacobs, he revealed this story to us. We spoke about it. And since then, we've seen a lot of reports coming out about Tillemans. And it seems that this is certainly something that could run in the summer. Arsenal like him. He's going to have a year left on his contract. Leicester are open to sell players that they know they can get big money for, especially when their futures are uncertain. They would need to put down a lot of money, but fingers crossed if we can get into the Champions League, this would be one of those types of deals that we could see get done. So fingers crossed that Arsenal can indeed do it. Drew says, should we take advantage of the turmoil at Everton and bid for Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Not yet. Not until we've kind of got a complete finish on the Vlaovic situation. Vlaovic is absolutely the number one target, absolutely should be the number one target. But if not, Calvert-Lewin, possibly one that we could take advantage of again. Um, the Bello says Fiorentina's last home game before the transfer window closes there's evidence to suggest it was a goodbye and there's also evidence to suggest it was an apology and that's kind of where we're at the Pella. I think you round it off quite nicely is we just simply don't know at this stage we don't know whether it was a goodbye we don't know whether it's an apology I think I lean much towards um, it being an apology than a goodbye but that's just the sceptic in me. Steve Hodge, thank you so much mate for becoming a member of the channel make sure chatbox you give him a big warm TGT welcome and uh, enjoy your stay. If you are, in fact, a TGT expert member or a TGT ambassador, you can join our Discord server as well. Great community, great group of people, and they'll make you feel very, very welcome. Uh, good morning, Original T. Thank you for joining me in the Arsenal Lounge yesterday, mate, and, uh, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, Marley says, do you feel confident that our midfield against Liverpool with only Sambi is strong enough to hold? I'm beginning to have doubts. Absolutely not, Marley. It's, it's definitely, definitely not in, strong enough. And to be honest... What I think, and my prediction right now is that I have a feeling we won't sign a midfielder. That's my growing concern is that we're not going to sign a midfielder this window. I think that they're going to look at the fact that we've got this Liverpool game that could yet still be postponed. We've got the Burnley game, which also you know could be postponed because of their problems and our problems. And then that means that we won't have any games between now and the return of Thomas Partey, who could return very, very soon, depending on the results in the African Cup of Nations. And also Mohamed Elneny will return as well. I've just got this sense, this feeling, don't quote me on it, don't think I'm claiming to have any information on this. I just have this feeling that we aren't going to sign a midfielder at the moment just because of the fixtures and the way in which we're going to get players back and how much effort's going into trying to sign Vlaovic. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Tommy says, 1K views and 100 likes is unfair. Yesterday, we hit 1,000 likes on the video. Thank you to nearly 1,100 of you that are tuning in for today's show. Please, if you haven't done so already, hit a press on that like button. It's an amazing community. Thank you for tuning in and stay and, and come back every single day and become part of this great community that we're building here. Um, Shane says, how worried would you be if Arsenal don't bring in a striker or a centre midfielder? Shane, very worried is the honest answer. I'd be worried. I wouldn't only be worried. I'd be a little bit peed off, uh, mainly because we've allowed the likes of Ainsley Maitland-Niles to leave on loan. Don't bring anyone else to replace that. And, you know, you're really setting yourself up for problems later down the line. It's a big concern to me. Uh, we could see a link pop up in the last 10 days of the window. That's always a possibility. Some things really do genuinely come out of the complete blue, really unsighted, really without prediction and surprise us. We may yet see that. But Arsenal have got an opportunity this season to get into the top four. And if we don't go and kind of, you know, consolidate our efforts, consolidate what we want to do by going out and bringing in the players that we need, there's going to be real problems, but we'll have to wait and see. Elliot says, would you take Tielemans over Gimaraes? Because I would not. Yes, I would, Elliot. I would choose Tielemans over Gimaraes. Tielemans, for me, is a better player than Gimaraes. Look, that's not to say Gimaraes is bad. And you guys know how much of an appreciation I have for Bruno Gimaraes. I think he's a really good player. But he's not without his drawbacks. He's not without his failings. He's not without his areas of development. And we covered all of that when we did the tactical breakdown as well. Yuri Tielemans is a accomplished Premier League quality player that has taken, with the help of a number of others in that Leicester team, that Leicester team to the ability to sometimes challenge for a top four place, get into the Europa League. Imagine what he could do in this Arsenal team with the players around him. I really like the guy. I think he's a great player. I think he'd be a really good investment, uh, as would Bruno Guimaraes. But I lean more towards um, the Belgian over the Brazilian. Um, Adam says, if we play with three centre-backs, couldn't we play with Lukonga as a single pivot ahead of the defence? Possibly. Although what you tend to see is when you play a back three, you see kind of the three-two, you still see kind of a two. It's either a five-two-three or a five-two-two-one or a five-three-two. But in those five-three-twos, you don't tend to see the single pivot. You kind of tend to see the double and then a number 10 at the same time. So 
I don't think you would. I don't think necessarily Sambi can play that role for the long term either. I think he's much more of a six slash eight than an outright six, but we'll see what happens. And by the way, a six slash eight is not a seven. <laughs> Some people think that it is. It's not. A seven is a winger, tending to be, I think, a right winger. I might be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure a seven is on the right-hand side. Um, let's go to Ify says, even if we sign a centre midfielder, Xhaka will still be in the first 11. Probably. Absolutely probably. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there's the possibility that he would uh, remain in the first team because he is very much trusted despite him continuously having issues at the club. And it's frustrating and we get it. We all get it. It is a frustration. Um, Kevin says, what would be your thoughts if we made two signings, one centre forward and one centre mid like a Tommy uh, that Arsenal have not been linked with? Then that'd be great, Kevin. Look, I'm always up for uh, getting linked to players that we don't know much about. Left field signings, I like them. It shows that the club have done their research nine times, like nine times out of ten. It's very rare that you see Arsenal kind of sign a player that no one's really ever heard of and they don't really do like, you know, in, in modern times anyway, and they're not that bad. You look at the players we signed this summer. Nuno Tavares, barely anyone have heard of him, if anyone. Sambi Lukonga, done really, really well as well. And you, you kind of go back through the windows. Gabriel Magalhaes, not many people knew much about this guy from Lille, brought in, and he's done really, really well. So I think, you know, there is the opportunity for Arsenal to pull off these kind of left-field signings again. And I have the faith in this current recruitment team to make the right decisions. I hope that they do. I really, really hope that they do. Um, let's, I think left wing, yeah, you're right, Melisma. Left wing seven, right wing 11. You're absolutely right. It's one of the other two. I always get them the wrong way around, as you would imagine, because they're, you know, they're just different wing positions. Uh, Deep says, how much money is required to buy Frankie de Jong from Barca? There seem to be reports claiming that they would accept 33 million, which seems ridiculous. Um, I think it would surely take closer between 40 and 50 to land him. And they paid a ridiculous amount in the first place and they won't want to make too much of a loss. But it does seem that between those kind of figures, you would find somewhere at least uh, a deal for Frankie de Jong. I'd love him. I think he's a great player. Um, but I'm just not sure uh, whether or not it's a deal that Arsenal would be able to jump to the head of the queue when teams like Chelsea, Man City would also be interested. We'll wait and see, though. Uh, Abayomi says, what do you think about the Marseille coach praising Matteo as a more mature player and a leader? You know, it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't surprise me because I think Genduzzi is now in an environment where he can flourish, an environment where he's being trusted, an environment where he's playing very well. And I think that he really connects with this Marseille team, Matteo Genduzzi. And I think that it's, it's the perfect environment for him. He didn't work out at Arsenal. His personality didn't work well with that of Mikel Arteta. Jorge Sampaoli looks to be a manager that he would get on with, that would enjoy the passion, enjoy the grit, enjoy the bite. And uh, I think that, you know, those personalities do mesh together quite well. So I'm not surprised to see Matteo Genduzzi succeeding. And it's a shame that we're going to get so little money for a player that clearly has so much talent in his game. It just wasn't going to work out with Mikel Arteta at Arsenal, which, you know, say about it what you will, but it just wasn't going to work out. I still wouldn't take him back. Um, because of those issues and the disharmony within the group if he was to return or what I would perceive there to be. But we'll wait and see. Um, Melissa says, uh, Vlaovic uh, actions is exactly what I would do if I missed a penalty and scored afterwards. We are reading too much into it. Dushan ref respects his fans and trust in him and his actions showed that. Let's see what we're talking about with our poll this morning. 500, 608 votes constantly going up. If you haven't voted on our poll yet, please make sure you do. Let us know whether or not you think the Vlaovic gesture was an apology. Continuously going up with those votes. 700 of you now voted have said 53% have said yes, it was a goodbye. 47% of you, however, saying no, it was not a goodbye gesture interesting stuff we'll have to wait and see ronit thank you so much for continuing your membership mate really appreciate that really kind of you chat box do the business um did i say leon i thought i said leo did i say leon pair sorry pair i thought i said leo maybe i've just got our on the brain because he was trending this morning um let's go to would i take de jong over telemans good question because you feel like de jong is genuinely one of those could be the one of the best midfielders if not the best midfielder in the world when he was a little bit younger. Dropped off a bit. Could he rekindle that form at Arsenal? Maybe. 
but maybe I'll play it a bit more safe and go for a Tielemans. It's really hard, though, that question. Really, really difficult. We'll have to wait and see. Um, scrolling up, I'm sure I've missed some questions. I must have done. There's over a thousand of you tuning in. Keep throwing in those questions. I'm not working today, so I can stay on for a little bit longer this morning and answer even more. So don't stop. We will go through as many of them as we can. Uh, Nat Nail says, um, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, what about 3-5-2 with Martinelli and Lacazette up front with Saka and Smithrow as the eights? Um, that's very narrow. And I know that you've got wingbacks to try and improve the width, but I think those specific players that you've mentioned, Saka and Smithrow as eights and Martinelli and Lacquer again as the two, I think that quartet's a little bit too narrow, Nat Nail. I like your idea. I like the idea of back three. I'm never against it. I think it's a system that can work. I think it's also a system that would get the best out of Nuno Tavares and Kieran Tierney. Tommy Asu, I'm less sure about as a right wing back, but maybe you could play in the right centre back role. But then you've got to pick between Ben White and Gabriel. And we don't really have a natural right wing back at the club. Um, but maybe Tommy Asu could prove us wrong. He's proven a lot of people wrong this season already. I like the 3 5 2, but I just think that selection is a little bit too narrow, Nat Nail, uh, is my honest opinion on that one. Um, let's go scroll down a little bit more. Arsenal Legends says, Tom, this window has been a joke. Wasted two weeks in the window for what? A player who doesn't want to come. It's safe to say Arsenal played Arsenal fans like a fiddle and we took the bait hook, line and sinker. You know, I don't think you can blame Arsenal um, for baiting the fans or doing anything with the fans because they're not at fault for that. Arsenal aren't at fault for this. Um, and to be fair, if you read the reports that came out from the likes of Charles Watts, um, the contacts from the English media that they have at the club have always distanced themselves from the Vlaovic situation. All of the Vlaovic hype, the Vlaovic talk um, has very much kind of come from the Italian side of things. There's been very few reports that have said until more recently, and I'm talking about in the last week, um, that Arsenal push him. It's only been around the last week or so that uh, members of the English media have started to tweet out stories, information that Arsenal are pushing for this. But for the majority of the window, it was always thought that Arsenal were distance, distancing themselves from these reports. And it was the Italian media that were really stirring up the pot with this one. If you remember, Demarzio was one of the first to report Arsenal's interest, I think back in December, but said that the, the agents were just simply not picking up the phone. Um, and now we're in a situation where Arsenal are trying to push for this move. I don't think that they're wasting their time at all. And it, you know what really bugs me? It really bugs me that Arsenal fans for a long, long time, and I'm not just having a go at you, Arsenal legends, I'm talking in very much general terms. It's bugs me for a long, 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 long time that Arsenal fans have wanted Arsenal to try and pursue deals for players that would be absolutely transformative for this team absolutely take us to the next level. And Vlaovic, if you think about it genuinely, besides Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe, is probably that next player in his age bracket that looks like he could go to that kind of level. He's being talked about in that kind of bracket. He matched Cristiano Ronaldo's Serie A calendar year goal-scoring record, a record that wasn't beaten until Ronaldo beat it for nearly, I think, 60-odd years. It shows you how good Vlaovic is, that he's doing it in Serie A, which, yeah, sure, is a, is a league that's not as hard to score in as, say, the Premier League is. And it's scored. there's a lot of goals being scored in Serie A. It's still a very good league. It's still very competitive. It's really exciting league this year, actually. And if you're not watching it, I recommend you do. And this is coming from someone who's a very much a La Liga convert telling you to go and watch Serie A because it's very, very intriguing and interesting and competitive this season. But how many times have we moaned that Arsenal have not been going for kind of these level players? that, oh, we're being linked to this, you know, a 10 million centre midfielder or being linked to 20 million right back or we're being linked to a 30 million striker, you know? And for the first time in a long, long time, Arsenal look to be being really ambitious with the players that they want to sign. And now we're moaning that we're wasting time. How can it be a waste of time if it gets done? If it doesn't get done, it doesn't get done. But I like the fact that there is ambition in this, in this team. I like the fact that there is drive to try and achieve something special in the transfer market. So Arsenal haven't played the fans, Arsenal legends. What Arsenal are doing is they're actually trying to do something that we as fans have called for for a bloody long time. And that's to try and get players into the club that would be absolutely huge. We may not be able to do it because, you know, we're at the clubs in a situation, unfortunately, that's been mismanaged over the last 10 years where we've fallen and our stock's fallen so far that we're not as an attractive place to go to anymore as we used to be. 
And it, you know, it, it might be a case of it's too late or we need to get back ourselves into a position before we can go for these types of players. But the fact that we're trying, that gives me encouragement. That really genuinely gives me hope that this club is moving in the direction, the right direction. And the Yuri Tielemans links is another example of that as well. So I really don't get the people on Twitter that are saying, I'm done with Vlaovic. I'm fed up of this situation. Look, here's a bit of advice. Take yourself on social, take yourself on social media. Don't tune in for this show. And I'm saying that honestly. If you are getting bothered by the Vlaovic story and it's affecting your mood, take yourself away from it. Because if you can't, if you can't measure your own emotion around a transfer story, this isn't for you. But for me, I'm looking at it from the perspective of Arsenal are really going to try and get a deal done for a very special player. It may not happen. It may happen. But if it does, it would be brilliant. And it gives me hope that Arsenal are going in the right direction. Daniel, thank you for another super chat, mate. What am I going to do with my day off? Well, I'm going to go chat to Ask Blog uh, at four o'clock. So make sure you tune in at 4 p.m. this afternoon. I'll be having a chat about all about, more about Vlaovic, more about transfers, more about all of that with Ask Blog. So if you feel like you can continue to have a listen to transfer stories, do join me at 4 p.m. with Andrew, a.k.a. Ask Blog, and uh, we'll be going through that. And do go and listen to the Ask Cast with James uh, that was on earlier this week. Um, but that's that's kind of the main plan. Other than that, I'm going to chill, play a bit of Halo Infinite, get myself up nearly nearly on 100 on the uh, Battle Pass. I'm looking forward to having a chill day with a bit of Xbox. And uh, and yeah, uh, my car is is screwed at the moment, so I can't really go too many places. I need to get it fixed. Anyway, there's a bit of a rant. I don't get to usually do these rants in the morning, so there's a bit of a rant for you. Um, let's go into the chat further down. I'm happy to stay on for a bit. As I say, I'm not working today, so I'm happy to stay on for a bit longer. And uh, and have a chat. Let's see. Carl says, Tom, I'm loving the extended minutes, but my grocery delivery driver is getting a bit impatient on my doorstep. We'll go answer the door, Carl. <laughs> Don't sit around listening to me. Go answer the door, mate. You can pause this. Matt G says, Tom, just so we're clear, uh, is it Lacker's mum or cousin who's moving to Newcastle? <laughs> Anthony says, do you think there will be a shock signing for someone we haven't been linked with yet? Anthony, if I knew that, I'd be a genius. I'd love to tell you that it's yes. There's a weird feeling inside me that always... Well, that, I need to go to the doctors about that really now. Um, but there's a weird feeling inside me that, you know, we could see. We could see a, a, an interesting player linked to the club in the last few moments. We'll have to wait and see if that did, does indeed happen. Uh, Dana says, hey, Tom, De Jong or Bruno? You know, I don't really know much about Bruno. Uh, sorry, I don't know much about De Jong. I don't know loads about him. I know a lot more about Bruno, and I think he'd probably be a safer bet. He's on the rise, whereas De Jong's more of on the, the downslope. Someone said, check Abamyang's Twitter. Um, Abamyang tweeted anything this morning. Um, obviously, we know the situation that has been reported that he is suffering a bit of a health problem right now with his heart, and we wish him the absolute best, but it seems that there's been some fake stories going out about him, which is a real shame. Hopefully that doesn't have to be the case. Uh, new series of Afterlife. Yeah, I'm three episodes in, Dan. I'm three episodes in. I'm looking forward to it. No spoilers. Uh, <laughs> Alistair says the bum fluff is great. You know, I kind of like this. I was considering keeping the stubble at this length. Do let, I'm going to have to put another poll in the chat box. <laughs> um, but I kind of like this stubbly feel, and the missus prefers it as well. So I think that, you know, it might. I don't think I'm going to grow this out. I think I'm going to keep it pretty stubbly. Kind of like it. Uh, Iconic FC, thanks for the donation, mate. Two years ago, we relied on Aubameyang. Now we get goals mainly through the three in behind. Can't wait to see with a 20-plus season, a proven goal scorer, Need a real poacher? Do you remember it? Do I remember Eduardo Silva? Eduardo de Silva was an absolute lad, like great striker, ruined by injury. And I look forward to hopefully seeing an improvement in the striker department as well, mate. Fingers crossed that we do. Um, Jonathan says, thoughts on Pascal Strick uh, on, from Leeds. Left-footed, can play as left centre-back and DM. Would love to have him for some depth. Uh, he's really kind of come on since moving to Leeds. And I mean, especially this season. I remember, he, I think he scored, didn't he, against Arsenal? Not this season, but last season. Um, really interesting player. I'm not sure if he's of the level that we need, though. I do feel like we should always try to sign players that aren't necessarily always for depth, unless they're really young, Nuno Tavares, Sambi Lukonga, prodigy-style players. I don't really want to go for another Pablo Marie or another Cedric. Again, I really feel like they were, were mistakes that this team kind of made. 
Uh, Wilson says, do you think it would be absolutely criminal if Arsenal failed to strengthen our midfield? I, Again, criminal is a really strong word. I'm not sure if it would be absolutely criminal because I do understand that, you know, we are two games away from Partey and Elneny coming back. But the problem is with, with COVID and with um, the, all of the injuries that we get, I do feel, and we've let Maitland-Niles leave, I just feel like it would be a little bit too risky. And I think it would be an opportunity missed considering the fact that we're really trying to, you know, go for Champions League places this season. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Moaz says, do you think we'll sign a striker in January? It's Vlaovic or bust. If we don't sign him, I don't think we'll sign a striker in January. I think we'll wait until the summer and go for a Jonathan David, someone like that. I just think it's it's Vlaovic or bust this winter. And if we don't get Vlaovic, I don't think we'll get him in the summer. I think someone else will get him. And I think that um, Arsenal will probably go for someone like a Jonathan David instead. Um, Abe says, Tielemans, Artur, Erdegaard, Smith-Rowe, Partey, Laconga. Where would you rank this midfield among the Premier League's best? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. Obviously, that's the group of midfielders that we have. In terms of who would start, you'd think it would be Tielemans and Partey. And then you'd have someone like an Erdegaard ahead of that. And then Smith-Rowe and Saka or Saka and Martinelli. Look, I think it's one of the... It, it would be definitely stepping us up into that top four conversation far more. If we can get in a, a, a brilliant striker, if we can add a bit more depth into positions like centre-back, maybe with Saliba coming back. If we can add, if, if Leno's going to leave, we get another good keeper in. If we can add a little bit of depth up in, in the forward line, I still think in the summer we need to sign a wide forward. I really agree, agree with Clive's point when we talked to him about this. A wide forward over a second striker, I think, is a lot better use of investment as well. So I think it would put us up there as, you know, absolute expectation top four without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Danny says, what the heck is happening with De Jong and how the heck would they sell him if he's not happy? Um, I don't know what's happening with him. It just doesn't seem to be working out for him at the moment, which is a real shame. Um, but uh, maybe Arsenal can benefit. Who knows? I'd love us to go and sign someone of that calibre uh, in midfield as I would with Tielemans, as I would with Gimalaj, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, Muspar says, Chelsea's midfield is overrated. It ain't the best. I do feel like it's ageing. I don't think it's necessarily overrated. Kante, very, very good player. I like Kovacic. I think Kovacic is a bit underrated, actually. Um, in terms of their attacking midfielders, Mount, I, I really annoyingly like Mason Mount. I know as an Arsenal fan, I shouldn't. There's just something about him. I kind of like Mason Mount. I'd love him at Arsenal. I think that's the kind of thing. When you when you see players at rival clubs and you, every fibre of your being is telling you to dislike them, the way in which I kind of justify it is I go, I, I wish I could have them at Arsenal. That's kind of my way of justifying liking rival players. Um, and I do think that Mason Mount is that kind of player. I'd love him at Arsenal. I don't think we necessarily need him at Arsenal because we've got some really good attacking midfielders. But, you know, I just, there's just something about him I quite like. Um, Daniel, again, you're going mad with the Super Chats, man. I really appreciate the generosity. You, you, you feel free to throw some normal comments in as well. Uh, I hope that Arsenal are aware that they really need to push for Vlaovic and Jan because we just won't have the same pool in the summer. You're spot on. Exactly how I feel about the situation. It's January or bust for Vlaovic. It won't be any other different than that. Um, let's go to Trevo. He says, do you think it's a gamble to wait for these players in the summer when we have a big chance of top four this season? Um, <laughs> Anthony says, Dan handing Tom's wages on his day off. I still get paid on my day off. That's how work works. Like you have days off from work. You still get paid. Um, <clears throat> Jay says Mason Mount is a thumbs up merchant just runs rounds we've got enough of that <laughs> I think that's harsh I really do like Mason Mount uh, Liam says uh, Alan Samaximan for a wide forward if Newcastle get relegated look if you told me that he was coming in in the summer I have my reservations I think he's a little bit of a flair merchant I think he's a little bit of a ball hog sometimes um, but I would be open to it I'm more open to it than I was because I'm more happy about the options that we've got and I'd be intrigued. And, I, you know, there is that little... There's a lot of likability about Alan Sam Maximan. Um, I love his attitude. I love his personality. I love his cheekiness. Um, maybe he would do well. But maybe Arteta wouldn't want that type of personality. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Um, would I be happy with Isaac, uh, says Moaz. I think Isaac is like third, third or fourth on my list. At the moment, at the top of the list is Blaovic, just at the moment because of the situation, because it's an opportunity to get a really good striker. If we can get him, great. 
I then go to Jonathan David. I really think that Jonathan David is a brilliant forward that does everything that Lacazette is doing right now and more and better. So I do think that he would take that kind of forward position that Lacazette's been getting a lot from at the moment to that next level and take it forward for us and improve because he's still very young. Then Dominic Calvert-Lewin, just because of the... He has a lot of similarities, I think, to Vlaovic. I think he's got that physicality. He's good in the air. He's better with his link-up play than people suggest. And I think when put into a team like Arsenal, would give him that, you know, the encouragement to flourish, the encouragement to be the star of a really good team, not a floundering European wannabe. So I do think that he would work at Arsenal. And then I go to Isaac, who I still like. His link-up play is good. His dribbling's good. His finishing is good. He's not had the most amazing of seasons this year, but I think that actually kind of, Again, it's one of those, if he was put into the right environment of a really competitive team in a good league like Arsenal, again, I think he would flourish. Ollie Watkins, I've definitely cooled my interest on him. It's definitely cooled from the, the, the TC uh, interest. It's definitely cooled on Ollie Watkins. That's what I would say. Um, Dan says, maybe I should spend more time practicing rather than on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But we appreciate your presence. Uh, we really do. Uh, Dennis says, who is the highest ceiling, Saka or Foden? Or Emil Smith-Rowe or Mount? I, I still feel Foden. I still like Phil Foden is the number one English talent in the country. Um, actually, to be fair, Jude Bellingham's up there as well. Um, Smith-Rowe or Mount? I think Smith-Rowe Smith, Smith probably has a higher ceiling than Mount. Uh, I think we're kind of seeing the maximum Mount at the moment. I still feel like he'll get a bit better, but I feel like Smith Road could be something really special. We'll have to wait and see. I am very biased, though, although I say in that, I did say Foden over Saka, so there you go. Torreira was incredible yesterday, says Viraj. Boss in the midfield. Look, it's amazing what happens um, when players are happy, when players are in an environment that makes them happy. And Torreira and Ganduzi are not happier when they're at Arsenal. So when you see these players flourishing there, and we're all like, "Oh, I wish they were doing that Arsenal. We should never have. We should never have let them go." It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to come back and play like they are in those places. So look, they had their chance. It didn't work. They're doing it somewhere else. Fair play to them. And it's as simple as that. I mean, look at Salah and Chelsea. Chelsea and a lot of players. So sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it works elsewhere. I don't look back at things with real regret. I don't look back at the Serge Gnabry move with regret. It wasn't working out. He had a big knee injury and didn't work at West Brom. And I just didn't think it was going to work at Arsenal. And he's gone to Germany. He's gone to Bayern now. And it's, he's absolutely flourished. Maybe if he came back, it would work now differently because he's a very accomplished player. And he's in his mid-20s. and He's going towards kind of that prime part of his career. But I don't really regret... Torreira and Genduzi, to be honest, just, just where I kind of sit on that one. Guys, there's nearly 1,200 of you watching this show, which is amazing. Thank you so much for the support, as always. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Let's have a look at our poll that we put into the chat box. 800 votes, uh, 900 votes on our poll this morning. Wait, hold on. Is that nearly it? We're going to get to 1,000 votes on our poll this morning. Was Vlaovic saying goodbye to the Fiorentina fans with his gesture last night um 54 of you are still saying yes still very very close 46 percent of you saying no still still leaning towards the yes i'm loving the i'm loving the confidence i'm loving the optimism we'll have to wait and see if that indeed does change uh, why aren't we going for jude bellingham i think he's a bit out of our bracket at the moment yama i'm afraid uh daniel says you mentioned gnabry tom could we go for him Yes, we absolutely could. He's in a situation at Bayern where his contract is being discussed. It's not agreed. They kind of have shelved those talks for a bit. I would absolutely tempt Gnabry to come back to Arsenal. I would absolutely try and tempt him. Uh, if we can do it, great. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Philip says, Leno replacement next season. Yes, I don't expect Leno to leave during this January window. I think they'll keep him. I think he will seek to move in the summer and we'll try and bring someone in. Who that could be? I don't think we need to go for someone really expensive. I do think we need to go for someone of Premier League quality. Maybe someone who's already playing second fiddle at another Premier League club, like a Fraser Forster. Um, or we go for someone maybe who is starting, like an Alex McCarthy, who has no months left on his deal unless he signed a new contract, which I don't think he has. Um, and then you've got someone like Sam Johnston, maybe, whether he'd be wanting to compete with Ramsdale. Again, we'll have to wait and see. Um Moaz says, would you be happy with Xhaka being a squad player or would you still have... I don't think he would be happy with being a squad player. So I do think that he would probably move on. Um, King says, Tom, if we don't sign Dusan Vlaovic, do you still think we'll go for another striker this window? No, I don't. 
Uh, I don't think we will. The only possibility is that we sign someone on loan like a Luka Jovic, maybe. That's the only thing I see us doing. I don't see us doing an Isaac. I don't see us going for a David. I don't think he's going to move and he isn't going to move, as I've been saying for a long time. And I don't think we go for a Calvert-Lewin in January. I think we may go for a either a lone player like a, a Jovic or maybe a cheaper option that's still scoring goals like an Arta Cabral, someone like that. But I don't think we sign anyone if we don't get Vlaovic, unfortunately. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I just I don't think that's what we will do. Seb says, you should do a poll on, on every morning stream. You're right, Seb. I should. And you know what, Seb? I'll try. And if I forget, tell me that I'm, idiot, I'm an idiot and I'll do it. <laughs> I will do a poll every morning. I like the idea. I like getting your thoughts in the chat box. Any more engagement we can do with the chat box is always great. And there's now over a 1,000 votes on that poll. And still 54% of you are saying that you feel like he would uh, be saying goodbye to those uh, those Vlaovic fans, those Fiorentina fans. Anyway, um, I think we're going to wrap things up there. I've been going for 50 minutes this morning. 1,200, as you I say, concurrently watching. That is amazing. We hit 1,000 likes on yesterday's video. If you can help us hit 1,000 likes again on today's video, that would be insane. Um, so please do drop a like on the video. I'll be back at 4 p.m. today. So make sure you've set your alarms. 4 p.m. today with Ars Blog. Uh, me and Andrew will be talking all things transfers, all things Vlaovic. Maybe new things that have come out by 4 p.m. this afternoon. We will wait and see. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys. I hope I've tried to answer as many of your questions as I can. Apologies if I didn't get to yours. There is a lot that do come in, so sorry about that. Uh, if you want to help support the channel, you can by becoming a member. If you become an expert member or a TGT ambassador, uh, you can join our Discord server where basically, if you like being in our chat box, it's like our chat box all day, 24 hours, you can mute it. You don't have to all the time. But if you feel like chatting about Arsenal, the, the community in there is crazy. It's crazy good. So join it. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you'll have a great time. I promise. I, I, I can promise. I don't even have to be, you know, a little bit coy like you would see a report about Dusan Vlaovic. I can tell you, you will enjoy it. There are a great bunch of people in that, in that uh, Discord. And you get to come on the show as well, which is also great. We do our preview shows with our members every single day, every single day, every single week ahead of the games. And we're probably going to be doing one tomorrow. We're just waiting to see about whether or not the game is going to go ahead. But you'll probably get a preview show tomorrow. So make sure uh, that you do indeed tune in for that. Uh, yeah, set your alarms, 4 p.m. this afternoon. It's been an absolute pleasure as always is. And as always, up the Arsenal, guys. Come on, you gunners. See you later. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.